the citizens of Pawnee. I'm heard happily, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. And I will call my new Italian fast casual eatery the Locale Calzone Zone. And you can trust me because I don't care enough about you to lie. Everything I do is the attitude of an award winner because I've won an award. I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got run over by Alexis. Hello, welcome to Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast where I discuss anything and everything from character breakdowns to episode rewatches, as well as some other trivia and tidbits about the show. My name is Brian and I'll be your host. This is episode number 79 and today I'm going to be revisiting my review for season 2 episode 18, The Possum. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email citizensofpawnee at gmail.com. You can also follow and message the show on Instagram at Podcast, as well as my other page at Parks Rec Memes. And just a reminder that this podcast will have full spoilers for the entire series. So if you're wondering why there is an episode coming out on a Friday, uh, if you haven't listened uh, the past few weeks or so, I did mention that I wanted to kind of keep the flow, I guess, going better. And since I already recorded these episodes, uh, uh, some of these episodes, and I'm going through the entire series Uh, I wanted to just kind of pull those episodes from the past ones that I already recorded and put them in order. Just so uh, if you haven't listened to that last one, you can just kind of listen to them all at the same time. So this, uh, what you're about to hear, this was actually recorded uh, about a year ago, back in May, a little over a year ago, uh, back in May. And it was for episode number 48 of uh, Citizens of Pawnee podcast. Uh, That episode was the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. So um, yeah, this is going to be like a shorter episode. Uh, it's only, it's like less than 20 minutes, but I'm not going to do any filler or anything. So yeah, this is just kind of like a bonus episode. So here is that review. Um, uh, season two, episode 18, the possum season two, episode 18, the possum. Now I'm not going to go from start to finish and I'm not really even going to talk about the plot. I just want to talk about some of the, the parts from the episode that really stood out. So first off, you have the opening, uh, the, the cold open, which this is one of the cold op- openings, one of the rare ones that actually has to do with the episode. And in this scene, well, it, it, it kind of has to do with the episode. So Tom comes in and he gives Anne a late uh, uh, Valentine's Day gift, which is a teddy bear. And she figures out right away that it has one of those cams in it. And it's like a nanny cam. And this is like one of the parts where it's like Tom is a creep. I mean, like, cause he just, he, he comes in for no, you know, like, I don't know if he was trying to get caught here or whatever, but it was just so stupid. Like if that was his plan, like just giving this girl who has a boyfriend, she's dating Mark at the time or did they break up? No, no, no. Yeah. They're still together. They break up in the telephone episode, but yeah, I mean like, the, you know, cause she knows right away and she tells him like, you know, you would have, I would have like liked a better response from Anne, like, you know, like you're a scumbag, like, please leave me alone. I'm taken. I'm not interested. But, you know, it was still funny for the show. And then, uh, of course, Donna comes over and she's just like, I'll take it. And uh, Anne's like, Donna, there's a camera in there. She's like, I know. And she looks at Tom and kind of like gives him like a smile. And then he doesn't look like what the like, no, I don't I don't want to see you naked. <laughs> you know, it's it, um good at uh opening but yeah this has to do with uh the episode because in it 
Anne is at the parks office because she's waiting for April to show up because she was going to go over some things with her because uh, April will be house sitting for her while she's out of town. So the uh, one of my favorite parts in this episode is right off the bat when Anne is talking. She's doing a talking head uh, showing April around the house, but then she's talking about how she thinks that this could maybe, you know, like her, her and April could uh, become friends because they're not that close. And she thinks letting April watch her house for, for a night and she's going to pay her 50 bucks. So she's doing the talking head and she's like, you know what? I, I really think that, um, you know, this is going to be good for me in April because maybe even one day we could be, and then it cuts to April and she's just like, I don't like Anne. And then right back to Anne and she's like friends, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's, it's awesome editing right in the middle of Anne talking about how this could be a good thing. April just has to come in and reassure us. Nope, that's not going to happen. I don't like Anne. So, Okay, uh, we see Andy at the shoe shine stand, and this is a hilarious part where April comes over and brings him coffee. And this is actually real quick something I just wanted to talk about in cinema in general. Why do they? Why can't they just fill cups? And you know, like the actors actually just drink out of a cup that has a liquid in it. I I know maybe they're if it's coffee, they're worried that it's like well it could spill, you know, yada yada yada. I don't know if they're if the sound that the glass makes this you know like screws with the, the 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 audio for the episode or whatever but it just it's so annoying to me when you see you when you can clearly tell that andy hands april a cup of coffee and there's nothing in it by the way he hands it to her and then how she kind of like she takes a sip out of it but it's like you can tell there's no weight in that cup so i just don't understand that and it's not just parks and rack i mean like unless you can sit like the person has a glass with liquid in it usually when it's like a to-go cup or coffee it's empty always I, I don't know i just said usually always but you know what i mean so anyway this is a great uh a there's a lot of good physical comedy in this episode and in this part here april is telling us about how andy has he gets uh, a, a diagnosis he kind of came up with himself called shoe shine uh, head and that's when he's just been breathing in the fumes all day and there's just like a funny little montage with april talking over it telling us what shoe shine stand head shoe shine head is and andy's like slapping himself around trying to get like back into like a normal state he's like like back and forth it's really funny and then the the culmination is him just passed out on the floor like in front of the shoe shine stand with people just walking over him kindly um Great scene. This also has uh, the the Ron and Mark kind of standoff over Ron's uh, wood shop. So he brings the he brings the plans to Mark and he tells him right off the bat, "Hey, you're my best friend." Da, 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 all this stuff, and I love when Ron brings uh, the plans for his his wood shop into Mark's office because Mark's the city planner, so he signs off on any like construction or anything like that, and he has to just make sure everything's up to code. But he's in his office and Ron just walks in. And he's like, hey, Mark, there he is. He's my best buddy, you know, or whatever. And he just lays the blueprint down in front of Mark. And Mark's reaction is so good because he just throws his arms out and he smiles, like looking at Ron, kind of like, sure, man, I'm not fucking doing anything. Just bring this right in. Let's take a look. So I just it's it's so good. It's just such a good reaction. So Ron wants him to come over or he wants him to just straight up sign this paper. Hey, uh, sign it. Yeah. And I'm good. I'm good to do this construction. Mark asks him about, Hey, do you have any, is there any code violations? And it's so good because Ron who doesn't lie usually 
he's just silent for like five seconds and no, <laughs> you know? So, so Mark's just like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll come over and we'll check it out and everything. So he goes over there. And of course the place is just, it's a, a safety hazard in like every way, shape or form. There's, um, there's no ventilation in there. There's oil soaked rags, uh, hanging right above a wood burning stove. Uh, there's just electrical wires everywhere. Ron shows him the, the fire extinguisher. Mark takes a look at the tag and he's just like, Oh great. He's like, this was supposed to be replaced in 1996 or whatever. So Ron's like, yeah, no, no, that's stupid. None of that matters here. Check it out. I'll show you what works. And he goes to use the fire extinguisher and just like this orange goop, just like, just drips out it's like so pathetic but it's so funny i mean just like how slowly it drips out and ron's just like okay fine i'll replace that but anyway mark just tells him he's like i'm not signing this until this this stuff's fixed so the two of them kind of you know they, they butt heads a little bit there and then you see later on in the episode when ron comes back into mark's office he's like hey everything's good you know now we're good and mark's like did you really do these and ron does the thing again where he just like five seconds, like with no answer. Yes. <laughs> so Mark knows he's lying. He's like, you still didn't do it. And, you know, so Ron's pissed off more so because this is just as he sees it, one of his freedoms being taken away that he can't build, you know, on his own property, which he has a point, but still though, you can't just dig and build anywhere. I mean, like could power lines, things like that. Um, you know, you could completely destroy something. So they have their iconic stare off, I guess, if you want to call it where, the two of them just, you know, and Mark actually tells Ron, get the hell out of my office or get out of my office, you know, because he's done dealing with him at this point. But Tom is Tom in this episode really wants to become a golfer. So he's wearing uh, this, this uh, you know, a golfer's outfit. And he dropped one of the little pom poms that's supposed to be on the end of his glove. And while these two are staring each other down, Tom's bent over in front of Ron trying to find it. And it's just so good. And they cut away. But if you actually watch, there's a, uh, a like a blooper for that scene where Tom just keeps shifting himself. But his butt is right in Ron's crotch. And it goes on for a good like 10, 15 seconds. And then the two of them just die laughing. It's such a funny scene. But uh, so, yeah, that that's great. And then, you know, of course, finally, uh, Mark actually comes over to the Ron's shop and helps him, you know, fix the code or get everything up to code. <clears throat> and Ron builds him a canoe, which is like a great gesture. But it's hilarious when Mark comes into his office at the end of the episode and there's this giant like 12 foot canoe just on his desk, like, you know, and Ron and um, Mark have their their offices are on the opposite sides of the courtyard, but they can see through it at each other. So Ron just gives him like the kind of like, hell yeah, like the fist pump. And Mark's like, you know, he gives him a salute like, thank you. But, you know, Mark's like, what the hell am I going to do with this thing, especially right now? How am I going to get this off my desk? So um, we also were introduced to the animal control morons in this episode, Brett and Harris. And there's also Eugene, who's uh, I forgot what the actor's name is. He's great, though. But he's only in this one episode. And um, I don't know if maybe he was just too much or he cost too much to get back on a weekly basis. But either way, uh, we meet Brett Harris. Uh, sorry, Brett. Brett and Harris. Brett played by Colton Dunn and Harris played by the late uh, Harris Whittles. So uh, just we'll see them again. They're recurring characters. They're complete morons. And again, it's still, uh, since I just got done watching Superstore all the way through, 
it's still funny to me going back and seeing uh, Colton Dunn, who plays Garrett in Superstore, and that character is in a wheelchair. It's just, I, I would love for anyone who has never seen Parks and Rec, but is a big fan of Superstore to watch that and then watch Parks and Rec and be like, oh my God, it's so weird seeing him walk because you, you know, obviously in Superstore, you never see him out of the wheelchair. I, you might see him in like chair or a, 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 ch a random chair at a couple of times, but he's always sitting. Um, so that was, uh, I, I love that the introduction for those guys. And one of my favorite parts in this episode, which is when, Leslie, Andy, and Tom are on the fairway and they're trying to catch this possum. I will not say the name of the possum because that's the trivia question, but it is uh, not, not, sorry, not the possum. Uh, the possum's name is Fairway Frank, but the reason they're uh, trying to catch this possum is because it bit Mayor Gunderson's dog. That's the name I won't say because that's the trivia question. I'll say it at the end. But so the three of them, they have like a task force and the animal control guys are with them, but they're complete idiots. And they have the, I don't know what the thing's called. It's like the little, uh, the pole that has the little kind of collar around it that you, you can catch dogs with it. So they're like trying to do that with each other as they're walking, you know, just like complete morons. But Leslie sees the possum and she's just like, oh my God. Okay. Everyone freeze. And it's just the cameras on Leslie. And she's like, okay, Tom. I need you to walk slowly over to, and then she just reacts like she stops talking and it's still on her and her face. It was like, what the hell? And then it cuts over and Tom is just booking the hell out of there. He's just doing a straight beeline to like wherever the hell. And it's funny because the camera shows him and he's probably about 50 feet away running and it zooms in on him as he's running away. And you can kind of, I mean, you can hear it fine, but it's definitely quieter because he's far away. He's just like, move get out of the way. And it's, it's so good because there's a guy golfing and he has his golf bag. And it's like, like I said, Tom's making a beeline. So he doesn't even have the courtesy to run around this guy. He just waves his arms and tells this guy, get out of the way and just runs right through. So it's uh, again, with the physical comedy, it's so good. And uh, so Andy catches the possum and he's got this, uh, the, the interview going on with Sean, I'm always tweep. And uh, it has one of my favorite uh, Andy lines ever. What does your girlfriend think, uh, the nurse? Uh, I broke up with Anne. Yeah, shortly after she kicked me out and told me we wouldn't be together anymore. That, it's just so funny to me the way that Andy thinks. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, I broke up with her, but, or, or he's like, we're not together anymore. I broke up with her after she kicked me out of the house and told me we would never be together again. It's so good. That's just how Andy thinks, you know, it's just like, Hey, hey we're good. Other than, you know, that small hiccup there. And then just another great line. I, I, I forgot what is happening right before. It's probably the Mark and Ron thing. And then they cut right back and immediately it's just Sean. I'm always standing next to Leslie. And she's just like, how's your hole? And Leslie, or uh, yeah, Leslie's response, just excuse me. And Sean is like, oh, lot 48, the pit, you know, but it's just like, who asks a question like that? How's your hole? <laughs> it, it just reminds me of later on in this uh, series when Leslie meets Grant Larson and Jerry's trying to set up the meeting and she's like, no, no, no. She's like, tell, don't, you know, like, just tell him I have a bee hole problem. And she's talking about the hole filled with bees in uh, the fence. But of course, she's like, tell him about my b-hole problem and it's like no, no no don't tell him that don't tell him that so uh great stuff how's your hole and then there's also the uh the, the great uh one of my uh, the, I, I always say that you know I, I i have that problem with always one of my favorite one of my favorites so i just i, I love this show so much so obviously that's why everything's my favorite but 
April is um, she's protecting the possum at Anne's house because after they caught the possum, they they came to the conclusion that it might have been the wrong one, which is just so funny because it's like, you're how the hell do you really think? And earlier in the episode, Leslie shows us there's a most wanted list in Pawnee, but it's for animals like there's a there's a, a, a raccoon named Poopy and then there's a bat called Vlad. And uh, Fairway Frank is number three on the list uh, of the, the most wanted. So they cross him off, but then they realize like right after they catch him, they see another possum on the course. It's like, oh, crap. So Leslie's just trying to she doesn't want this possum killed, um, but no one else cares. It's just like, listen, all we needed you to do was catch a possum. That's it. It's fine. We don't care if there's any more. But Leslie's just like she makes a huge moral uh, stance, you know, against not killing this animal, which is great. But it's like a, a possum they're talking about. So. April is sitting at uh, Anne's house and she's got the possum in the cage on the couch right next to her. And April's watching Meerkat Manor. If you're unfamiliar with what that is, it was a show on Animal Planet, I think. And they wanted to kind of make it like the Sopranos almost, not like violent and, you know, like bad and whatnot. But it was supposed to be almost like a family of meerkats and like the hierarchy and all that stuff. So um, Leslie's or um, April's watching that show. And, you know, the, the narrator's talking, it's like, and then the meerkats, da, 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 whatever. And April just looks over at the possum and she's like, do you know them? I, it's so good. It's just such an underrated line. And then uh, to, more towards the end of the episode, because the, the task force that Leslie created was actually assigned to her by Mayor Gunderson's assistant. We only see her in one episode. But uh, at the end of the episode, when... Leslie has clearly, you know, taken fair, uh, what they think is fairway Frank and given her to April. No one knows about that. So uh, the assistant comes into Leslie's office and they just have this amazing exchange. Well, Miss Nope, I have to say I'm very disappointed. You didn't have to say that. You could have just thought it. So good. <laughs> just Leslie. Because, and the way Leslie's standing there, just like with her, you know, she's doing almost like the twiddling her thumbs. Like she's, she knows she's in trouble. Like she's in the principal's office, but it, it's just, it's such a great reply to that. So um, yeah. So that's, that's really what I wanted to talk about in the episode, the possum. I was just, again, again, I watched it last night and I was laughing my ass off. So that's going to wrap up this episode. If you'd like to contact me or the show citizens of Pawnee at gmail.com is how you can do that. You can also like and follow on Instagram at Citizens of Pawnee Podcast and at Parks Rec Memes. New episodes every Tuesday. Next week, I'll be covering Season 2, Episode 19, Park Safety. Thank you for listening to Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. My name is Brian, and I'll see you next week.